It's Paul and Nick, and we are the Serial Thrillers, and we are back with another exciting episode. This I'm really excited for this episode because it's a podcast, so you can't see visuals, so I'm going to immediately only talk about visuals, and we are in a recording studio in Gowanus, Brooklyn, and it's cool. Yeah, and uh, we've kind of cobbled together a little uh, setup, and we have a makeshift table, and Paul, what are we going to be eating our cereal out of Ooh. today? So, uh, you, you know, when you're in like a band, right, it's a, and you're not like, you know, on a record label, it's always like DIY, do it yourself. This feels like the most DIY podcast ever because uh, we are not that bright and we didn't <laughs> think about some basic things we needed like bowls. Uh, so we are improvising and we are we have cereal and red Solo cups. It's pretty cool. And how long did it take you to find uh, find all this? Because you had you had quite the experience trying to get the supplies. Yeah, for this I week. went into four different places. Uh, well, the supplies this week, the cereal is a whole other story. We'll get into that when we get the guest out. But yeah, I uh, <laughs> it was way too hard for me to get basic things. Great. And in retrospect, that's a that's a great summary of living in New York. And I, so I did the math in my head. I went to six, ten different places to get some basic things. And all the early places I went to, I could have easily gotten bowls and spoons. <laughs> Sometimes it just takes a while to think these things through. Yeah, I'm not the brightest. For anyone who doesn't know, the the relationship Paul and I have with getting supplies is I tell Paul what we need for the week, and then Paul goes and spends his money on it and brings it with us. <laughs> so it's pretty fair, I think. Yeah, well, the cereal part could be tricky, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, so do you want to... You want to just get into it? Is there anything else you want to go over? I, w- I want to dab right into it because we have a lot to talk about. Cool. Well, we are very excited to welcome this week's guest. Uh, she is a guitarist. She is a singer. She is a human being, which I think is the most important thing a person could be. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Miss Eliza Waldman. Hello, hello. Good to be here. We are excited to have you and excited to have this specific cereal that you brought. Do you want to tell the listeners what we'll be eating today? Uh, sure, we'll be eating some delicious Oreo O's today. Healthy option. Yes, the healthiest of options. <laughs> or, or the worst cereal, as we might say on the oh. show. Well, <laughs> your original choice was Rice Krispies Treat Cereal. Rice Krispies Treat Cereal, that's correct. Yeah. So, um, I went into six different places to find cereal. Uh, by like the third place, I'm like really scouring the cereal boxes and... An employee walks by, and I'm like, do you carry Rice Krispie Treat cereal? And he just said, no, you you make them. Like, he didn't <laughs> grasp the concept of... Oh, and, and then I had to Google it. I, I had to text Nick, Google the cereal to find out it existed. But I don't think it's carried in the area that I live. You know what I've found is I think the cereal selection in New York City is, like, not great. Because there's a lot of cereals that I love from my childhood that I do not see here, and it's because New York City doesn't have them. Well, and it makes sense because if you if you grew up in more like a suburb atmosphere, they have those giant supermarkets with like a thousand aisles so they can carry anything. Where New York, it's very limited. Yeah. You know? I'm actually rent. not a suburban child. Oh. I grew up in the city of Rochester, New York. Oh, okay. <laughs> the city of Rochester. That was the swerve. <laughs> 
One million in the metro area. Whoa. About two hundred and twenty thousand live in the city itself. Uh huh. Um, we That's do have a lot pretty. Of cereal. We have big grocery stores. <laughs> I Ladies will say. and gentlemen, welcome to the Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> Upstate. Okay. Oh, shout out to Rochester. <laughs> I will say though, both your first and your second choice of cereals, I still think are not like a normal cereal I would expect to find in a supermarket. Not that they're like not good cereals, but it's not like something I would go specifically looking for. Wait, but you guys ate like Oreo O's when you were kids, I right? Didn't no, know. I, no, I'd never you heard didn't? of the cereal before. Seriously? No. Yeah. I think it, I Weird. felt like it's a newer cereal, but uh, probably not. No, I, I was more of a Hydrox so. kid, not an <laughs> Oreos. I don't know what that is. Oh, Hydrox was basically like exactly Oreos, but just a smaller company that didn't uh, survive. Oh. Rip Hydrox. R.I.P. Hydrox. Man. They, they never had a cereal, so... But okay. the best, like make the, your own cereal, just like put some yeah, Oreos the, in milk and like. <laughs> I was so determined to find the cereals, mm. but um, Nick and I are like texting back and forth. You guys are texting back and forth. You make your cereal swerve, right? So then I'm in a supermarket <laughs> and uh, and I had seen, I've been staring at cereal for like an hour at this point and I had seen the Oreos everywhere. The supermarket I happened to be in when Nick texted me that did not have Oreos. <laughs> and I had to go. But I was like, all right, I think I saw it in this one. And I, I went back out. Well, I appreciate your dedication to the pursuit of Oreo Oreos. Uh, well, you know what? And the joke is, here's the big joke of the whole thing. Uh, as Nick pointed out, I could have just ordered Rice Krispie Treats on Amazon. And I bought the cereal a week ago, so I could have easily <laughs> done that the as The thing well. with Amazon, though, is if you want Rice Krispie Treats cereal, you have to buy a six-pack. Oh. <laughs> so it would be like a Done. big commitment. <laughs> Done. <laughs> a big commitment. Well, yeah. we could have gave like a gift to the guest. You know what? I yeah. actually was thinking about that, and I'm now just thinking about buying a six-pack of uh, Rice Krispie Treats <laughs> cereal for myself. <laughs> we are sponsored by Rice Krispie <laughs> Treats cereal. Well, I think Paul and I also really go out of our way. Like, whatever our guest wants is a cereal, we will do our absolute Aww. best yeah, to get it. except but for sometimes you. sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's just too hard. Yeah. It, what's that? It's like that Henry Ford quote: "Like you can life's hard. <laughs> life. Choose Oreos." <laughs> no, it's like uh, you can have any cereal you want as long as it's Cheerios. <laughs> Is that a real quote? <laughs> well, he's like, Does you could have any. You can get a bottle tea in any color you want <laughs> as long as it's black. Well, let's be real. Uh, Oreos are. They look exactly like Cheerios. Yeah, I'm but gonna more be honest. Delicious. These look like Cheerios. That someone just like took the color out of. This is not the most appetizing yeah. looking cereal, no. but it's all about taste. Yeah. And yeah, as a reminder, we are eating these out of solo cups with plastic spoons. <laughs> so I think the whole setup just kind of diminishes the overall uh, aesthetic appeal of Oreo O's. I mean, if you saw <laughs> these delicious Oreo O's in a nice bowl, is it actually of Oreo O's milk? or is it Ore-O's? Oreo O's? Oreo O's. Oreo O's. Because you're like, let's go Oreos. to the tape. Let's go to the oh. tape. Yeah, Oreo O's. Um, so on the pa- on the back of the package of Oreo O's, uh, there's an Oreo full size saying, "You couldn't dream it any better." These are so terribly marketed to children. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't dream it any better. And like, a dream it's in big bold letters, and happy is in big bold letters. Everything <laughs> else fine print. Yeah, and it's it says, "Make your milk happy," which <laughs> I. I have to think that even children realize that milk does not have emotions. <laughs> uh, do we know that for sure? Oh, oh, this is interesting. It actually includes some fun facts about Oreo cookies on the box itself. Paul, did yeah. you know that the first Oreo cookie was sold in Hoboken, New Jersey in 1912? Oh, good. Home birthplace of Frank Sinatra, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's a connect. What was Frank Sinatra born? Uh, 19- the same day. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Coincidence? We'll find out. Yeah. Um, no, this is cool. So, Eliza, do you want to give us a little background on why you chose this specific cereal as your second choice? Um, well, I chose it mostly because you didn't get my first choice. <laughs> okay. So that would be the primary reason. You know what, though? Finishing second is still very worthwhile, so I think mm. it's not not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hillary Clinton feels very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so Oreo O's are delicious. They were delicious when I was a kid. I mean, so, like, I considered several cereals. I, like, took this very seriously. Seriously. Um, seriously. And I was like, do I want to pick, like, a more obscure cereal that no one's heard of? Thanks. But I didn't. I didn't I, pick a more obscure cereal. What more obscure cereal would you have chosen? Because in my, in my music brain, I'm like, do I want to be mainstream or do I want to pick something really underground? So you went indie <laughs> with post cereal with, with, with uh, a yeah. big cookie here. Yes. And I honestly thought you guys would, like, everyone knows Oreo O's. I, I was like, yeah, I was no, like, Rice Krispie is... Treat cereal? Okay. That's like a little underground, but like Oreo O's. They've hit the heat seekers chart. (laughs) Did you eat a lot of cereal as a child? Was this like a common food item for you? Yeah, I think we, for breakfast, we normally had cereal and like I'd have cereal for snacks after school and stuff. And I actually don't eat that much cereal anymore, but um, you know, it's a tasty treat. And, like, it's supposed to be good for you, but I'm really sure that Oreo O's is not, unless they've just, like, put some vitamins in there. No, I... Let's go to the package. Uh, <laughs> cereal, I've come to realize, not healthy. No, this one, they don't even pretend to say they made it healthy. They didn't yeah. put some, like, you no. know, put some vitamin D in There's there There's no or claims. Uh, it does... Vitamin chocolate That's in very there. honest, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> they know who their market is. It's about making milk happy. It's not about right. keeping kids healthy. Right. Uh, They're like, why pretend? It does have 20% of your daily value of iron. Mm. That's great. Robert Downey Jr. Were you allowed to have like whatever cereal you wanted growing up or were you guys more like health conscious or was it kind of like fair game? Well, okay. My mom only ate uh, the cereal called Grape Nuts that I thought was super disgusting. We'll get to Grape Nuts. (laughs) And I couldn't couldn't eat it. As a child, I was like, where's the sugar? I mean, Uh I'm like trying to eat Oreo O's and she's like, have some Grape Nuts. But um, she didn't really care what we ate. Like, she would let us pick our own cereals and stuff. Um, it's just she was always eating things I thought were disgusting, like plain Cheerios or grape nuts. And I was like, I can't handle these things. Don't want them in my life. But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty easygoing environment uh-huh. in terms of cereal. It's good. Yeah. In, in general, like, easygoing. Uh, was it like that with all your food choices in the, in the home? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, like, sometimes I would just make myself dinner, like... Like at what, what age range? Yeah. Uh, Four. <laughs> I don't know, when I was in like fourth grade, sometimes okay. I'd just be like, oh, that I'll just make myself That seems very dinner. advanced, like, that's MasterChef Junior Well, what territory. do you mean by, like, making dinner? Yeah, I think you're you're maybe <laughs> overestimating what I mean by making myself dinner. I'm probably talking about, like, I slapped together a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then I ate it, yeah. you know? Yeah, I could definitely do that by fourth grade, Paul. <laughs> I, do, I, I can do it now. <laughs> That's good. And it's delicious. Although it's yeah. hard sometimes. I don't like them anymore, to be honest. Ate them too much as a child. Oh, uh, I tried to do this thing where I'm like, I'm gonna try to not spend any money and mm. I'm gonna eat peanut butter jelly sandwiches for two weeks. And like by day four I was like, No. No like why <laughs> yeah. why did I think this was a no. good idea? Yeah. At least mix it up. Like have like some other kind of cheap sandwich. Mix it Grilled up. Cheese still flies pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a tasty one. So what was it like? Grow- so did you grow up in the city? Like, I did. Like, like downtown city Rochester? What um, was that like? Okay, so I grew up in the city of Rochester, and I was in the, like, uh, 
I would call it like cool but working class. So like blue collar, but there was like a whole lot of like you know lo- like local coffee shops, LGBTQ um, culture, like um, open mics, stuff like that. And um, but I mean it was it was sketchy. Like there was a neighborhood watch group. There was like a brothel that was on the corner of our street what? that had to get like shut down by the neighborhood watch. Wow. Like my mom got held up in her driveway once. Our house got burglarized. We lived but across the street get from like a coffee. drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like I loved where I grew up. It um, was great. Um, do you feel like those experiences kind of influenced you as like who you became, especially with your artistic side? Um, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Because I was going to like I went to like fancy private school, and then I'd come home to my like weird, sketchy working class neighborhood, and um, I don't know, like. I think I was always very adaptable and like I like it when things are interesting in life. Mm-hmm. You know, not like burglary is like interesting in life. So like you like your life like Oreo O's, not like grape nuts. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like some chocolatey goodness that makes my milk happy. Yeah, well, it feels like it, so it was a good mix of like yeah, fun, edgy, but you know it was like a tale of two cities. It was you know and like I lived in the city, so it's like you didn't have to drive places; you could just walk. There was a bar on the corner of my street. There was an Indian restaurant that sold, like, Indian videos, like, also on the corner of my street. Everything was within walking distance of my yeah, house. That's, cool. that's very different for me, who, like, grew up in the suburbs yeah. and, like, a neighborhood where, like, no crime ever happened. Right. And things were just, like, great all the time. Crime. Right. Crime. <laughs> crime. That's, that's cool. Yeah, I, well, it was, I, I was I grew, just very I up, different. Yeah. I grew up in mm-hmm. Staten Island, so it was kind of a weird mix of suburbia with city mm-hmm. like a big mm-hmm. like we had a train station right by my house but that's my impression of staten island suburbia plus city it, like, it's bi- like i always describe it as like brooklyn and new jersey got together and like <laughs> it spit out staten island because oh, it has like yeah. it has mm-hmm. very much elements of both uh and that it's a very unique place in that i don't think because it's so close to the city but mm-hmm. so close to suburbs like right in the middle yeah i like those shots in movies of like new york from staten island and you're like very here scenic. i am on staten island <laughs> And there's New York City. Yeah, like, but the closest you'll really get to Staten Island in a movie is a shot of the city or like ferry. Mm. What was that one movie a few years ago where Spider Man like, when he's on the ferry? No, <laughs> where it was like a, like they it was like an alternate or not like alternate reality like augmented reality game that the kids oh. play. Nerve, Nerve took place yeah. in Staten Island. That took well, place so in Staten hey, Island. So Nerve actually filmed like in Staten Island, but like huh. the first Purge took place in Staten Island, mm-hmm. and oh. they didn't even fucking try. <laughs> like they were like it was just filmed in Atlanta. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it wasn't like they're like let's do like at least three exterior shots. Yeah. But like Nerve, like they did this diner, and it was like a diner we knew growing up. And was, I was it like, one yeah. of those cool. Greek diners in Staten Island? Uh, I don't know where the diners. I used to go hiking in Staten Island. Well, it had cool like outdoorsy stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I've been to Staten Island on like hiking trips, and really? there's yeah, Is this Globe thing? Lakes Park. I don't know where it was really, but I know that we went hiking. Yeah, they have a lot of um like green like protected area there. Yeah, so, so it's, like you could be just like a block away, it just all of a sudden starts this big like foresty area, and then right back into. Staten Island. Yeah, it's huh. like kind of cool. I've feature. only ever, the only time I've ever been to Staten Island is one, taking the ferry, getting off, and getting immediately back on, <laughs> yeah. or two, driving through Staten Island to get to Newark. Those are the only okay. two use cases I have. For I've Staten driven Island. through Staten Island to get to Philadelphia many, many times. <laughs> I know that route well. It's like Staten Island, there's Elizabeth, New Jersey, 
Now we're just like on the Gothels? way. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, all right. Direction deep cut. Bridge. It's a deep cut bridge Verizano. there. Verrazano. <laughs> deep cut there, bridge. It's mainstream bridge. <laughs> That's, you're right. Verrazano's yeah. pretty you mainstream. You the Gothels. Yeah. You're like, all right. <laughs> So, how did you end up getting into music? What's the story with that? Because I know that's obviously become <laughs> in general. Like, <laughs> yeah, like what um, happened? Um, how did I get into music? Well, uh, oh, also, uh, I'm gonna start pouring milk ooh, to, to eat some of the Oreo. Time, I, time. I, I never eat when we record, so I'm always happy. You yeah. always. Oh no! You, I mean, I never eat before. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I didn't like eat before faker. either. I didn't eat before you. Oh, yeah, just fake it. I hold up the, the bowls to the mic. And we choo, choo, choo. we just like have delicious. a Foley artist who sits <laughs> in on each episode to make <laughs> cereal sounds. <laughs> they probably need jobs nowadays. That's true. All right, so oh, okay. talk about music. My, talk about my life. Um, okay, well, when I was in seventh grade, my parents decided, or no, my mom decided that I could have music lessons because my older sister got like ballet and flute. And then my you had never done any music before seventh grade. No, and then my middle sibling got like violin and gymnastics and fencing, and then my parents got divorced when I was five, so I got nothing. I didn't have any sports. I didn't get any music lessons. It was very sad for me. And then when I was in seventh grade, um, I think I wanted to learn the harp, and my mom was like, "No, that's too expensive. We can't do that." And I was like, "Great, second choice, electric guitar." <laughs> Why was the um, harp the first choice? I have honestly no idea, and I'm really grateful that my mom didn't buy me a harp because then I would have been forced to become like a harpist. You would have been such a different person. Yeah. What, what was your first guitar? Um, I had this really terrible. I guess it was like a fake, a fake Strat that was covered in rainbow stripes that like Sick. some guy my mom was dating had given her. And um, ooh, I want uh, the other milk. I'm gonna get myself some milk here. Um, yeah, so then I had that terrible guitar and I started taking lessons and I was very serious and intense about it. Um, you were like intense from day one? I'm just always intense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I got pretty into it pretty fast. And uh, like I wanted to be a rock musician, but for some reason it seemed too daunting. So then I became a classical guitarist. That what? Uh. <laughs> it's too hard to play rock that, music. That's hilarious because I know for me, um, I wanted to learn how to play guitar, mm -hmm. and my mom was like, "We'll get you guitar lessons, yeah. right?" And it, the, the guy was cool. Like, he came over and I was like, "What do you want to learn?" And I was like, "Stuff like Blink One Eighty Two. And like after ah. two lessons, I was like, "Mom, I don't think we need to pay someone to, to right. teach me this." No, exactly. And I like I teach lessons now, and I have students where I'm like, "If I only teach you things you want to know, you have no reason to take guitar lessons because yeah. all you want to learn are four chord songs." Um, but yeah, so then I I uh, like became convinced I wanted to be a classical guitar player, and I almost went to conservatory, and then I didn't. Uh, and then sophomore year of college, I had like a, a, a breakup and I started writing songs and I was like, oh, maybe this is what I want to do. Hmm. So, so it really was born out of like some emotional place deep within you. It sure was, Nick. <laughs> it sure was. I didn't mean that to <laughs> sound <laughs> so <laughs> weird. That's an exclusive. Yeah. That's like, what, what, like, what was that? <laughs> so when you started, write, how old were you when you started writing songs? Um, I mean, I think when I was a kid, okay, my mom is like, you know, your first song was called Pink Bunny Slippers, and it was about your love of pink bunny slippers, and you should make that your big hit. And I'm like, thanks, Mom. I'm sure that would go over well. That sounds like my audience. I really <laughs> want to hear you do that now, though. I think you should write a song about it. I mean, I have, though. I wrote the whole song Oh, when I was a kid. It's like, oh. pink, pink, pink bunny slippers. It's mostly that. 
Like all you need catchy. is a good chorus. Yeah, it was it was catchy. And there, I mean, that's the that's the chorus. The verse is like, I had an uncle. His name was Tom. Da, 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 da. Everything went wrong. You know, it's just like weird, like <laughs> Wait, rhyming. What was that about? Because that <laughs> yeah. did not sound. Whenever you said, <laughs> you're right. That was kind of weird. Went <laughs> to a weird place there. Yeah, I have an uncle Tom. Everything went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what were the, so? I guess in your formative years, what were like the bands you listened to? I guess like the um, teenage where you're really well. Mostly, your style. I only listened to my dad's music collection. So it was like Eric Clapton, The Who, The Guess Who, The Grateful Dead. Alice in Chains, a lot of like, uh, oh, Jimi Hendrix. He was really into like psychedelic rock. And like, there was this one song that was like nine minutes long that I loved, um, which was about, uh, oh, it's called The Magician's Birthday by Uriah Heep. And it's about a magician's birthday party in the forest with Ooh. all his magical friends. And it's like nine minutes of just like experimental weird stuff happening. Nice. Yeah. Do you feel like that's kind of influenced the stuff you've wanted to do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So when you were in college, you were you were studying music like as your major at this point. I was a was... music and French literature major. Oh, yes. Did did you have like one of those you were more drawn to than the other? Yes, I was only focused on music. Oh, then what was with the French literature major? Well, I tied it in because I studied abroad in France and I worked in a me- uh, recording studio in Paris. Whoa! But that's, that's cool. the only time I ever tied those two things together. Your life sounds a lot cooler than Nick and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe cooler than Paul's. Anyway, so what was <laughs> what, uh, what was it like working Fair. in that French recording studio? Like, what's that? I almost met Kanye West. <laughs> that was a highlight. Wait, how did you almost meet him? Okay, because um, like, okay, so all these like mumbly, it's all these like mumbly, very short, very pretty blonde Frenchmen, and they're like, uh, I don't want to repeat what I say to you because I am a French and you're too stupid. I'm sure and French will love that impression of him. <laughs> yeah, our, well, okay. our large French audience. I mean, it was this, it was this one guy really who like was always like mumbling and then rolling his eyes at me if I asked him to repeat what he said. And, and he smoking was smoking like a skinny cigarette, eating a croissant. Yeah, and like <laughs> with the beret he was, and black and, he and white striped always, shirt. Uh, he was always like talking in slang, and I couldn't understand his slang because like. In French, there's this weird slang called Verlain where you like switch words around, and it's kind of like, um, what's that? Like, pig the, Latin? yeah, it's like pig Latin or something. And you're like, why are you talking like that? Can you stop? Like, if you're not a native speaker, you don't want someone talking to you in pig Latin. Yeah. So, like, he would always <laughs> talk to me. He would always talk to me in like Verlain, and I was like, that's really rude. And then one day he was like, you know who's coming in today? But he said it all in French, of course. He was like, you know who's coming in today? And I'm like, who? And he's like, it's Kenny West. And I'm like, I don't know Kenny West. Who's that? And he's like, Kenny West, what's wrong with you? And like, but this was all in French, though. Um, and I was like, I don't know Kenny. Who is that? Wait, on K Estway came to the studio? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and everyone was super excited. And I was like, I have no idea what's happening. And then it suddenly clicked in my mind. I was like, they're talking about Kanye. Kanye West is coming here. <laughs> But then he just like booked time, but didn't show up to his session. Uh, so. That's very on brand for him. It is yeah. right. It's like super on brand for Kanye West. So that was that was sad. I went to a Kami music festival in Les Banlieues, which is like a what music festival? Kami music festival. What does that mean? Celebrating communism, oh. socialism, Marxism. There were giant bowls of punch and like weird Kami lectures and a uh, bunch of bands and like the worst toilets I've ever experienced in my life. France has bad toilets. 
No offense to the French, but what, like kind of. What in your mind constitutes a bad toilet? Um. Well, I mastered the art of just sort of squatting above a hole without looking down. Oh, like a dirty toilet. Like disgusting. Do you realize that's how humans <laughs> shit for like thousands of years? <laughs> that's a- okay. That's accurate. You sound so privileged right now. I know. I'm. I'm privileged. I've. I've. No, that's you okay. know. Been I would able do to the sit same on thing. toilet seats. Yeah, Nick doesn't even have hot water right now. Yeah. <laughs> Should I be eating my cereal or are we? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. please. Right, well, yeah. you take are we saving it to commentate? Well, I'm, uh, yeah. I've sort of over. Paul and I'll side chat. I just, I just want. I just, I just want to say, delicious. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it reminds <laughs> me of cocoa puffs. Yeah. It's like it cocoa puffs, is, but yeah. in a different shape. Better texture. Yeah. This yeah. Is, uh, it's great. Like my, uh, my milk is like. Yeah, chocolate's like bleeding into my milk. My now. milk is getting happy. I must happy say, happy milk. Yeah, right. Um, you didn't believe, but it's a thing. This feels definitely much more like a snack mm-hmm. than a morning food. But look, cereal's how you interpret it. Yeah, I know that's deep, but cereal's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, <laughs> this is definitely not something. Yeah, I would have for breakfast, but it is like a great like three p.m. I just got home. I don't want to do my homework yet. I need some Gatorade. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna Gatorade, soy milk, and Oreo O's. That's you know, it sounds what gross. A disgusting but combination. I, of let me foods. throw on some yeah, TRL and <laughs> that's definitely never a combo I ate. Showed my age when I say that, huh? What is TRL? We don't know that word. Is it a thing? Total Request Live with Carson Daly on MTV? Um, I brought I've it back. It. They brought it back. I think it failed though. Yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, very much that time period where music it was that time period where music videos were really in uh because you know it, it was like the internet was there but like you could be streaming a ton of things at home you know a picture would take like five minutes to load but so but you wanted to see visuals i wanted to see a, a choreographed boy band dance huh you know i guess the the the, the 80s the 90s when was this? Early 2000s. Oh, <laughs> it was a different time. Are you guys familiar? So, you, like, MTV, right? MTV was a thing. Yeah. I watched it, but it was a thing. Do you guys know the character Dahlia? Yeah. Daria. Daria, Daria my bad. Yeah. Daria. Okay, because my friend was like, you're basically Daria from MTV. And I was like, we I don't. You don't have glasses, though. I, I do actually have oh. glasses. I'm just not wearing them right now. Not a green shirt, though. <laughs> but anyway, I'd never heard of it. And she was like, you're that character. And because uh, I guess Daria is just very like deadpan a lot of the time. Um, but I and then I, I was like, I asked my dad and he's like, yeah, we never watched MTV. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Real music. But you know about it. Yeah, Paul. I know about you this know really about underground it. channel. <laughs> MTV. Yeah. And like Daria, she's always which she's just kind of like sort of like. I don't know, saying intelligent things. And yeah. like I feel like sassy. I feel like I feel like Tina from Bob's Burgers is like an offshoot of, of I, that. I also love Tina from Bob's Burgers. Can we acknowledge what just happened? Okay, so we'll be honest with you guys. I just got a text from my landlord that there was like water leaking in the apartment below me. So we paused the episode, but through the magic of audio editing technology, it sounds to you like it just kept going. Yeah, but and we I... <laughs> were lost anyway. But we, we got to hang out. We were watching sketches together, listening to that's music. Good. We had a real bonding experience yeah, without re- you, Nick. T- total bond no, city over cool. here. That's cool. <laughs> um, so we just got a little lost to where we were Nick in the left conversation. Nick the strangers. But... Music studio. <laughs> I know. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. I could be a serial killer. You don't know. A serial killer? Get <laughs> it? <laughs> um, no, but that's cool. Um, so, okay. So you, you have your band right now. Do you want to talk a little bit about your band? Oh, sure. I can talk about my band. Um, 
yeah, my band is great. We're like a funky rock band. What um, are you called? We're called Eliza and the Organics. And you're Eliza. And I'm Eliza from Eliza and the Organics, and I'm here eating cereal. Well, so like, when did you guys get together? Like, what what kind of music are you doing? Um, we got together in 2011. I was in college, and I'd just gotten back from my uh, my France trip that uh-huh. I told you guys about. Mm-hmm. Nice. Really? Yes. And um, Kenny. <laughs> Actually, in, in, in French, they're going to be like, well, it's like, yeah. It's, it's like, whatever. I feel like whenever I watch like French cinema, like everyone's just like, way mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah, How much, much French cinema do you watch? Oh, Paula, I'm very refined. <laughs> I took some I took some cinema classes. I took French noir and I took Nouvelle Vague, the new wave cinema. Ooh, I've been to the Cinema City Paris Theater. Oh, <laughs> I don't know uh, where that on is. On 50, it's right by the... Uh, tr- uh, Plaza Hotel. Oh, oh yeah. That's it's just like, it's a one screener, right? It's a one screener. I've seen a couple movies there, so I'm basically French. Is it foreign films? Do they show? Uh, it's, uh, I think it's That's smaller. where you saw Nerve. I mean, I, I saw, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did see, remember that movie Lion that came out? Uh, uh, yeah. I did see that there. I saw The Artist there, mm. okay. which was actually cool aesthetic. Mm. It's a very old school movie theater. Anyway, I'm just talking about me now. Sorry, Eliza. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Back to talking about me, the most important thing, of course. Um, so, yeah, my band, we started in 2011. It was like a college band. And uh, then after college, me and two of my uh, bandmates were like keeping the band going. They lived here and I lived in Philly. And uh, I used to do a lot of like commuting back and forth between Philadelphia and New York, mm-hmm. which I'm thankful is that's over yeah because that wasn't good you know i'd be like driving to new york city on a friday practice until 2 or 3 a.m drive back almost fall asleep at the wheel while driving back get up at like 8 a.m to drive um a bus tour of the elderly around the suburbs of philadelphia i mean that was was a job or that was just a hobby (laughs) that was a job (laughs) no i didn't have a hobby of driving the elderly around on bus tours we don't know what you're Um, into yeah we're only 30 (laughs) minutes into getting to know you i used to drive a a mini bus which is the biggest bus that you can drive without having a like license special license Mm -hmm. and i would take the elderly on uh tours of scenic philadelphia suburbs which i knew nothing about so i'd be like and here's a sign and here's a college campus, and it's called, and I'd like look at the sign, you know, <laughs> like Emeritus College. Wow. Yeah. I could yeah. totally do a tour of New York like that just by like reading signs. <laughs> yeah. So here we are at First Avenue. Exactly. <laughs> historic on the First right. Avenue. Second historic Avenue. First Avenue. <laughs> oh, historic is a good word to put in front of things, it yeah. makes it sound like classy. So you guys have put out a few albums, right? We've put out, yeah, we put out an album when I was in college in 2011 no 12 in 2012 and then we put out we put out some shorter things since then and we have uh we're putting out a a music video this year that's cool and a fun fact about me in relation to your band that's yes is that i photographed the cover art for the last release the rubber chicken yeah Yeah. did you see it yeah in your absence nick (laughs) oh you caught uh, paul what absence (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what absence That's we right. may or may not edit this out <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but i was i was showing paul uh yeah the, there's a photo shoot of us me and nick with uh, a rubber chicken just yeah, the three just of us backing chilling. it up <laughs> with a car <laughs> backing up over it that was a great photo shoot just yeah. you know artistically running over a rubber chicken yeah repeatedly yeah so nick has been a, a big supporter of the band 
Well, I will say Oreo O's. I didn't <laughs> transition. <laughs> I don't know if I had expectations. Were but they mad? It, well, if I didn't have expectations, I don't know. I think it's like a cocoa puff, but better. It, is it better than a yeah. cocoa puff? Yeah, I, I haven't had cocoa puffs in a long time, but I enjoyed Paul, we it. had cocoa puffs like two episodes oh, wait, ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they were very similar. Uh, I th- yeah. Wait, you know, uh, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm gonna give a two and a half out of four stars to the Oreo O's. Oh, harsh. Oh. Do we harsh. change star amounts every show? Let's just make them up each time. I'm gonna give it whatever I gave cocoa puffs. I'm gonna give this a little higher because I yes. like the texture better. Yes. Okay. So cocoa puffs plus one. I give it a solid three point eight stars. Out of 3. what? 8. Well, you said four. four. <laughs> well, I'm doing you can make up your own you system. <laughs> I'm going to say 3.8 out of four. Wow. Because Oreo O's is a classic cereal that brings the happy back to milk. And um, it tastes great. Feels good on your tongue. It should be a sponsor of my band, probably. There you <laughs> go. Do you know anyone from Post Cereal? I'd <laughs> get in touch. Uh, yeah, get in touch with them. Cool. Well, Liza, thank you so much for joining us. I think we're going to end this uh, end this episode by listening to uh, your new single. Do you want to intro cool. the song for us? Yeah. So this song is called um, Road Home, and it's got this like real crazy music video that's like um, a surreal road trip through New Jersey. And uh, we spent a lot of time this year working on that video, and it's, like, super, super cool. And, yeah, I love you guys all to hear it. Awesome. Well, as always, we are the Serial Thrillers. (laughs) We out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Enjoy the track from Eliza and the Organics called Road Home.
Oh, you know that you wonder if it's worth the time to say The ashes that remain When it gets hard to explain Oh, but I drank the leaves And I said, thank you, ma'am, and if you please 